Welcome to the WIDA Connect podcast series, where we will explore all the hot topics affecting the equipment dealer industry. From industry news, government affairs, and manufacturer relations, to business best practices, technology, and marketing for equipment dealers, brought to you by the Western Equipment Dealers Association, here to advocate, elevate, and educate. And now, let's connect. This is Mike Kramer, Western Equipment Dealers Association, with John Schmeiser. John, how are you, sir? Mike, I'm doing great. Thank you again for having me. Great. For those of you just joining us, John is CEO of the Western Equipment Dealers Association, and we've been discussing questions to ask before acquiring a new manufacturer. These are questions dealers need to ask before they take on a new product line. During our last podcast, we covered contract termination and the reasons why a manufacturer might terminate an agreement with a dealership. In this podcast, John will explain how dealers should go about terminating a contract. Plus, we'll also look at the requirements when considering taking on a new line, which include things like physical requirements and other operational considerations. But we continue with contract termination and how dealers go about cutting ties with suppliers. Take it away, John. Yeah, so like I said before, Mike, the dealer contract is the most important document that a dealer is going to sign because it determines the relationships with the manufacturer and the rights and obligations of each party. And a lot of times when we talk about termination, we focus so much on the provisions that a manufacturer can put in there for for termination because it is a, a contract that is designed in the best interest of the manufacturer. And over the course of time, we have seen provisions put in place uh, on what a dealer needs to do to terminate that contract, that manufacturer, that I would say are, are rather beneficial to the manufacturer. So when a dealer is considering taking on a new product line, it's very important for him to look at those termination provisions that the dealer is required to follow. And I've got a caveat on this, Mike, and that relates to our dealer protection statutes that we have in many jurisdictions in both Canada and the United States. And I'll touch on that a little bit later. But when a dealer is considering taking on that contract, he should be looking at the notice that the manufacturer is requiring for him to terminate that contract. And what are the settlement terms if the dealer terminates the contract? Are these as part of a contract or are they part of a separate policy manual? And I think that's just a great way to segue into the dealer protection statutes that we have. Typically, we see more rights and protections on our provincial and state laws for termination. A dealer does not have notice provisions in state or provincial law. A dealer has repurchase provisions about what the manufacturer is required to take back in terms of new equipment as well as their parts inventory. So point about talking about this, though, is we do have some jurisdictions in Canada and the United States that do not have laws in that jurisdiction protecting dealers when a contract is being terminated or when a dealer wants to terminate the contract. So we advise our members repeatedly, if you are looking at terminating your contract with any manufacturer, your first phone call should be to our association office 
and we will look at your jurisdiction, and we will match up what it says in the contract, if you want to terminate it, versus what the state or the applicable provincial law is. And we'll go over a plan of action for the dealer to follow on notice to the manufacturer and then assisting them with their inventory or their parts return, whether it's allowed in this contract or whether the state or provincial law comes into play. Okay. All right. So, John, we're going to move on to uh, other requirements now uh, that need to be considered in taking on a new equipment line. Let's begin with physical requirements. Yeah, this is another one of those categories of where costs can sneak up on dealers as they take on a new product line. You know, once again, our salesman, the dealer itself, may be focused on selling the retail product and and serving the customers and taking care of the customer. But again, what is the cost involved of actually taking on another contract? And and maybe, Mike, you know, for the purposes of this conversation, I'll just, you know, reference to taking on another short-line contract. Uh, a dealer really has to decide whether or not they should focus on the existing contracts and products that they have. They know that. Why don't they focus on doing what they know as opposed to taking on another contract of what they don't know? And the best way to figure out what they don't know is, again, to look at all of those costs that are going to be associated with taking on a new product line. So the first thing I'll start with is is signs. Um, many manufacturers, short-line manufacturers, require the dealer to have signage um, to display the brand. Well, of course, that makes sense. But what's the cost of having the manufacturer's logo uh, uh, displayed at your dealership? Is there any restrictions that a dealer will have with their main line for having a short line or a specialty manufacturer sign also on the same facility. Do the, does there have to be separation? Is there logistical things to be considered with the municipality of where you can have these signs? Bottom line is the dealer has to know what the obligations are and what the costs are going to be. And we've seen manufacturers change their brand somewhat you know, regularly. That requires new signage. Well, is there a return policy in place? Uh, for old signage, or does the dealer bear the brunt of all of those costs when the manufacturer decides to update their brand or update uh, their logo? So let's now move into inside the dealership into the business system and computer system. What system does the manufacturer have in place to facilitate the ordering of inventory or the ordering of parts or the ordering of special tools? Is there a separate business system that the dealer is going to have to have take on that that specialty or that short-line contract, again, a great question to ask because that can be a huge additional cost that a dealer has to take on if they can integrate a new product line into their existing business operations. Relates to communications as well, you know, back to parts ordering or inventory ordering, what sort of system does that manufacturer have? And what are the monthly fees for the dealer to tap into that system to be able to order parts and whole goods? And parts and service manuals, what restocking charges are you looking at? Service manuals, how do you order them? What's the value with them? And I've said this earlier, Mike, but it bears repeating, is that a lot of our states and a lot of our provinces have language in their statutes now, their dealer protection statutes, that allow a dealer to return uh, specialty tools and service manuals in addition to the parts 
and inventory. Again, what we are suggesting is dealers read the fine print of their contract to see you know, what their costs are going to be, what the return policies are on some of these areas, and then have the comfort that if they're in a state or a province that has repurchase provisions that cover, uh, at the very least, they're going to get some reimbursement for having those items at the time of contract cancellation or termination. And John, I would think with the mergers and acquisitions going on between dealerships, uh, this computer system, the language that's involved in that, computers being able to talk to each other, all of this matters and the expenses borne, I would think, by the dealers merging, correct? That is that is correct. And so, you know, it's, it is a dealer's business. Those are some costs that a dealer can expect to bear. But the reality is, it's best for a dealer to know these costs up front so they know that they're what they're dealing with and that they're also not taken by any surprises. We've seen this in our experience and you know in conversations we've had with our dealers at dealer meetings that sometimes taking on an additional product line involves a huge capital outlay and it's not recovered in the short term because the, their whole good sales and part sales just don't make up for it in the short term. We're not suggesting that you, you don't consider taking on another product line. It can be financially rewarding you know, for a dealer down the road, but they have to be able to, to bear the upfront cost, the upfront capital cost. So, you know, when we talk about things like computer systems, there's updates coming repeatedly. Who bears the cost of that? You know, we don't want to be in the Stone Age. Is this manufacturer you're, you're looking at taking on, do they have a online ordering system? Is it is state-of-the-art, is it new, is it efficient, is it convenient for equipment dealers to order their parts, to order their inventory, or are they still requesting orders come in by phone? You know, related to that, what sales incentive programs does the manufacturer offer? What is the enticement for the dealer to take on that product line? Is there an interim period where there's additional discounts that are being provided to the dealer as they build the brand. What frequency do they come out with their sales incentive programs? Is Are they doing this on an annual basis? Are they doing it on a monthly basis? What volume incentives are there? What's the forecast for coming from the manufacturer for the growth of whole good sales in your area? Uh, the manufacturers do have access to machine population data as well as sales potential data that they have in a, in a designed area or market territory, a dealer should have access to that and look at that as the opportunity that they have for the product. In addition to that, we encourage dealers to have conversations with their customer base about, you know, we're looking at taking on this product line. What would be your interest in? You know, there's nothing stopping a dealer from, arming their salespeople with a lot of information on a product line that they're looking at taking and in their conversations, you know, with their customers, just gauging the interest that, you know, that customer may have in that new product. So again, Mike, there's just a thousand considerations that a dealer should have when they take on a new product line. And we as an association encourage them to do due diligence, to speak to their association as a resource, as they're sorting through this, to speak to other dealers about their experience with the line. And don't make a seat-of-the-pants decision to take on a, a product line. Do an investigation, do some thorough due diligence, and make an informed business decision as whether or not this is in the best interest of your dealership.
I think you said a thousand. I think there's actually a thousand one. Some of the last few things you talked about, John, we are, you know, they fall in a category of other operational considerations, things that you just mentioned. Uh, a computer system, what is the charge for updates, uh, parts and equipment availability, sales incentive programs over the 12 month period, or what's ahead? These are things that need to be considered, need to be discussed, and I think you've laid that out very well. Uh, I'd like to remind everybody in our next podcast that we will conclude this series with company and product information, and we hope you'll join us for that. A brochure, questions to ask before acquiring a new manufacturer, is available on WIDA's website under the Advocate tab at westerneda.com. John Schmeiser, CEO, Western Equipment Dealers Association, as always, thank you, sir. Thank you again, Mike. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I'm Mike Kramer. This has been We to Connect. If you have a question, would like to suggest future topics, or just tell us what you think about the show, we'd love to hear from you. Visit us at westerneda.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to We to Connect on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Until next time.